HBs, Erin here with another episode of Heaving Bosoms, a romance novel podcast in which two friends get together and catch up and discuss and giggle about a new romance novel each week. Or in this case, part two of a romance novel, which is The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. So if you need a little recap before we start off this episode, we've got our heroine, Emma Gladstone, who has been working as a seamstress for many years because her father, a vicar, cast her out when she was 16 years old. And we've got the Duke of Ashbury, who was a war hero in the Battle of Waterloo and had a mortar explode, um, badly burning and scarring half of his body. So he got dumped by his first betrothed because she couldn't stand to look at him anymore because he was so badly scarred. And the person who made her wedding dress was Emma, the seamstress. And so she showed up demanding to be paid by the Duke. And the Duke decided, okay, since no one can look at me and I'm not going to get a bride the old-fashioned way, I will offer to marry this seamstress. So Ashbury and Emma have gotten married. They've had several false starts at uh, having sex. And this most recent time, they were interrupted by Emma's junkyard cat, and the Duke has gone off into the night to walk off his sexual frustrations, as he often does. So I think that's where we left it, and um, yeah, let's get into it. Davina the next day, Davina the pregnant girl, and they make more plans about them both going to Swanley. She's hoping that she can be pregnant by Christmas so that she and Davina can go and be confined together because she finds out that she's not allowed to go anywhere at all until she's pregnant. She needs to stay at the house trying and trying and trying until she's pregnant. So they get dressed and go to dinner later. She finds out the staff are making more plans for them. She's what? like, do you find yourself clumsy? She's like, oh, Mary says this. And um, they're like, you know, we just don't know. Maybe you should trip and fall into his arms. Yeah. You know, she's like we trying should, to create these meat cutes. Like, maybe they would lock them in the attic for a while. They're yeah. Like, How do we get them to fall in love? Otherwise, our employment is terrible. Like, he's got to yes. get nicer. Yeah. And so then she goes down to dinner and he is not there. So she's looking around for him and he's sitting in front of a cold fireplace because the cat is hiding there. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I am going to trap this beast because nothing is getting in between us tonight. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, she is so charmed by this. And I don't blame her. He's been there for four hours, he says, (laughs) trying to get the cat to come out so she can trap it. Oh, my God. He puts it in a box with, like, air holes, but nothing else. And he's like, he'll be fine. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Not yet. Oh, I thought he did. No, because, no, well, she, he does. But um, as they're sitting there, she finds out about why he curses in only Shakespearean curses, because that's what his father told him to do. And he loves his father more than anything else. In fact, as he was going into his wedding ceremony, he thought to himself, like, Turns out I am marrying for love. It's just not her love. It's the love of my father. It's the love of his legacy. It's the love of, you know, wanting to make sure I fulfill my duty. And then she alludes more to the boy, the man, the kid. She she talks more about her father turning her out. Yes. That situation, yeah. but doesn't reveal the whole thing. And then they catch the cat 
he puts it in a box with air holes and a salmon sandwich because she goes and gets sandwiches for them and they have a little picnic in front of the fireplace to get this fucking cat and it's so cute. Uh-huh. And then after he catches the cat, he looks at her and he goes, all right, you have three minutes. She's like, what? Uh, For what? And he's like, well, I'm going to go upstairs and change my shirt and wash my hands and then I will be in your room. I didn't think room was what we were going to say. In your vagina. You know what? You got to keep people on their toes, Erin. I'm not always going to go blue. So so she turns and dashes up the stairs. It is so cute. Mm -hmm. They're both like itching to be together. So she runs up the stairs and as he comes into the room, he doesn't knock. He doesn't do anything. He just strides right into her room. She's like furiously trying to unbutton her clothes Mm -hmm. and he picks her up by the waist and tosses her onto the bed and all of my heart palpitations palpitated. And then she's like still trying to get her clothes off and he's like, don't bother. And then he gets up and he straddles her hips and he rips Mm -hmm. her bodice down and the seamstress in her, God bless her. She thinks, oh, God, I can mend it tomorrow. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she's like thinking about the um, the thread she'll use. And then he starts kneading her bosom, not like dough at all. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I love this because he goes, you like this. And she kind of can't handle herself. And she's like, yes. And he's like, good. I just want to make sure before I do this. And then he gets down and he licks her. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I thought you had rules. And he goes, it's not kissing. It's licking and sucking. And then more things happen. <sighs> and, uh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that passage I read might have been from this night. But both nights were great. Oh, all the nights. All of them yeah. were really, really good. Every time we saw something, it was excellent. <laughs> oh, and, oh, wait. So then huh, she tries to touch him again. Mm-hmm. And he... Yeah, yeah. This that's is this where he night. threatens I'm to sorry, tear I just the bed. I just hadn't highlighted much from the night before, and so it kind of bled into this night. I apologize. Fair. I don't care. It's fine. I mean, it does really heighten it since he's been all up on her titties. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And so he calls her incredible, like you heard. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and he touches her a little bit, and then she felt his tongue there. Mm-hmm. She says. <laughs> And it was excellent. And and then the perspective shifts seamlessly. It does this throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it did this in The Kiss. It goes from her perspective and then it immediately shifts to his and it's perfect. Same here. And I love his commentary here. I think I have it. Yeah. So his commentary here about uh, like bringing a woman to orgasm. He goes, bringing a woman to orgasm had always been a particular pleasure for him. With most women he'd known, even if no deep affection was involved. A climax required a bit more than a skilled tongue and fingers. It took closeness, trust, intimacy. Feeling a woman come beneath his hand, his mouth, his body. Well, it made him feel like king of the planet, of course. But it also made him feel connected, human. Now he was a monster. What woman would allow this scarred, repulsive face between her thighs? Emma would, apparently. Whether that labeled her a lunatic or a fool, he would decide later. She was likely both... He'd convinced her to marry him after all. And I just love it because it's, first of all, it's so true. There has to be something unless you're really working at it. I don't know. But I just love the commentary and I love, I love the thought it shows 
from him you know what i mean especially for like an england times chap it was just so good the sex scene in here was so good the next thing yeah that happens is he goes out again uh doing some vigilante stuff yeah except now he's just like skipping in the town Uh he's just doing a job find somebody to beat up Um, (laughs) i don't even know if he wants to beat anybody up here he's just going for a goddamn walk this time and he runs into Tom. tom tom is so cute so he's like an 11-year-old boy, and he's just like, hey, oi, you're, hey. you're the monster of Mayfair. And he's like, no, I am not. Of course not. No, you definitely are. Like, you're definitely fearsome and ugly, just like the paper said. You got your hat. You got your cloak. And he's just like, get out of here. And he's like following him. He's like, well, where are we going tonight? What's going on? And he's yeah. like, I, I just want to, you know, There is no we. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to live my life. And the kid's like, I want to see you beat up somebody who like really yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Should we find like a bad dude? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he just takes his cane and pushes it on the boy's chest and like topples him over backwards. And he's like, pushes there, him over. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you've witnessed it. Okay, and also my note here in my Kindle is why is that boy out so late? Because I am a mom now, apparently. <sighs> He's got good parents who let him do the things he needs to do. I'm sorry, in England times England? No. This is the no. He's, he's making good friends. People are psh, yeah, oh, the, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, they let him run around at night. Mayfair. And you know what he gets I to do? He meets even. a duke. He's probably going to give him some kind of like a I don't know, house. I, listen, it's probably going to be fine. I, yeah. This kid. Oh boy. All right. So, then next day, Emma goes to tea. She finds friends. A friend across the 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 square i don't know messages her sent her messages her <laughs> oh my god she texts her hey girl she texts her we've seen you from across the i know <laughs> that'd be great so, just in the middle so of this good. thing is a text <laughs> oh my god so I, a woman just told me this story she was writing a note and uh her eight-year-old was asking her about it he's like oh is that a text and she was like no it's a note and then she went out to get the mail and he goes oh mom is that how you used to get your email? <laughs> so good. There was a great video on the internet. And I know there's a lot of these like clickbait videos like millennials mm. trying to figure out blah, blah, blah. But there is oh. actually a really good one where kids try to <laughs> tell you what a payphone is. Or like you try to tell them. Like basically like 10-year-old children see a payphone and they're like, what's it for? And you're like, well, if you need to make a call and, you know, you're out and about. And they're like, but you'd have your phone. And they're like, well, say your phone is dead. And like, but then you just use somebody else's <laughs> phone. Like, they just don't understand, like, why they would ever, ever use one of mm-hmm. these. Anyway. Yeah. So during this tea, they come up with more nicknames, which is super cute. Okay, and they, like, wait, 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 instantly these, become these friends. These friends are great. So they got three friends. Oh, one yeah. is a baker. Excellent one is side a, characters. Uh, 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 a clock maker. Time setter. Clock mistress. <laughs> <laughs> she's a time wizard oh, so when no. i was in dc my friend andy uh-huh. and i andy <laughs> listens to the podcast hey andy you'll <laughs> remember we went to this tour andy had put us on a list to go to this tour that was at the uh wolf the there's telescopes i don't know i the national astronomy something something okay place and, like, they set the time there. It's like, I forget, the vice president's house is there, too. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I was not prepared for this story. So, anyway, we go on this <laughs> tour. And, like, part of what they do there is they set, like, the accurate time from this place. They've also got, like, a big telescope and stuff. And there was, like, a weird motley crew of people that were there that night for this weird tour we were on. 
And this man was like, I'm just here for the time. And we were like, <laughs> okay. And he was wearing a shirt that had like clocks all over it. Oh. So they had a lot of cool clocks there. So I was like, oh, so are you like a clock enthusiast? And he was like, a time enthusiast. A time <laughs> enthusiast. And we just, <laughs> <laughs> Andy and I just could not stop laughing at that weird, like, the time child. Like, we couldn't. <laughs> time. Anyway, so she's a time enthusiast, like this guy. He had said that he she had, like, is. 20 clocks in his house that were set, like, perfectly to Greenwich time. And I'm like, that's this lady. It is. Yeah, Alexandra. So she's a time wizard. And then Penny oh, is she's an animal a, person. Yeah, she's basically, if if ladies were allowed to be veterinarians and if those existed in England times, that's what she would be. They're barely even allowed to be vegetarians. Yeah, yeah. She's also a vegetarian, which we'll get to later. It's so cute. So they come up with more nicknames I and they're hope, best friends. I mean, this is the first book in a series. The other three are going to be about these ladies, right? I surely hope so. And if not, Tessa, if you're listening, hi. Huh. Hi, if you're listening. I wouldn't hate at least a novella right. about each of yeah, these ladies. Right? But it's gotta be. That would otherwise what's the I point hope of this, so. right? I hope so. I love them. Well and one of them meets a man right, in exactly. a weird way. Yeah. yeah. The time okay. child. Time lords. Yeah, she Alexandra can't can't hold her shit together when she's yeah, that's talking to someone. Okay, okay. So they meet or whatever. And then back at the house, Ash hears like these big kerplops and bams and she's taking down the curtains in one of the rooms because he's got the whole house just like basically boarded up. And there's great banter about him looking up her skirt because she's just standing on a, a ladder. And he's like, somebody needs to be holding this ladder. We have servants for this. Why are you taking down curtains? And she wants <laughs> to make a dress out of the curtains. He's yeah. like, you're a duchess. You don't sew your own dresses. We order dresses. You don't take down your own curtains. Like, stop doing this. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really cute. cute. And so he grabs her hand and he's like, there will be no more calluses, essentially. And she calls it caring. And he says... He's not a dictionary, but it's certainly not that. <laughs> and she says, yeah. um, she says, no, you are very much a man. <sighs> and and everyone loved it. So then they go out to her cottage. Oh, and, and then they hold hands. No, no, no. Sorry. Do not skip I'm over sorry. when they <laughs> held hands. Yes. It was sorry. so cute. Oh, it was good in the early morning light streaming in through the window oh, because she'd so the taken wisps the of her hair. curtains down. She said that it needed to be lighter in there. She can't. He can't always be in the darkness. And he's mm. like, yeah, I can. And they hold hands and they lock eyes. And he's like, this is so dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this because we've got to part ways as soon as you get knocked up. And she's like. And she's like, yes, precautions. <sighs> and then they part. Okay. And then they go to Swanley. Swanley. <laughs> So they go and they get marooned by their driver. Yeah. So they go out there so that she can write down all the improvements that need to be made because there's no furniture. There's no linens. There's, there's nothing. nothing in this house. It's there's no wood house. in this house. Yeah, no wood. There's no, nothing. No. So she writes down all her improvements. They go to the carriage and the carriage is gone. And she's like, oh, no. The servants got us. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to be back till the morning because they want us to. Yeah. And I love this because she like refuses to huddle for warmth with him because she's just like, no, that's what they want. They want us to And he's huddle. like, and he's a little bit like, oh, really now? And she's like, no, I don't object to you. I object on principle. But long story short, they huddle uh -huh. everyone because she starts shivering. She starts shivering uncontrollably. I can't make the long story short because this is when I fell in love with the Duke. <gasps> Oh, tell me all about it. His story about the Mad Duchess. No! I love that, too. She hears oh this, God. like, scraping noise. So it's pitch dark because there's no candles. There's no anything in this house to keep them warm or lit. And so they're in pitch dark, and there's this, like, scraping noise upstairs. And she's all like, did you hear that? 
And um, he's like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, that's the resident ghost. It's a haunted house. That's the Mad Duchess. And she's like, the Mad Duchess? And he's like, oh, yeah, every country house has a has a ghost. And then he made his voice mysterious. I'm sorry, I'm going to read it. Please, I'm biting my fingernail over here. I love it. The story is that my great-grandfather took a wife, a bride of convenience, for the purposes of siring an heir. She was pretty enough, but he began to regret the match soon after the honeymoon. Why, she asked. A hundred reasons. She tore down the curtains. She conspired with the servants. She called him ridiculous names. Worse, she had a demon consort that assumed the form of a cat. Oh, really? Yes, really. She sounds terrible, indeed. She was so much trouble that he locked her in a cupboard upstairs and kept her there for years. Years? That seems extreme. Extreme is what she deserved. She'd driven him mad. (laughs) <laughs> and he'd meant to return the favor, locked her up, tossed her a crust or a dampened sponge from time to time. And on cold <laughs> nights, you can still hear her scratching and clawing to get out. <laughs> it was so good. And she's like, you're a cruel and horrid man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is really good. And you know what? This should be when you fall in love with him, because this is basically David running <laughs> Rue's social media account. <laughs> this is David doing everything David does. Like, you think Rue's social media account is the beginning and end? No. <laughs> this is constant. This is my life. Yeah. I love it so you much. You know, he hides constantly in the house. I've told you this, right? What? Oh, my God. No. Like, it's just like a constant thing. Anytime where his car is in the driveway I'm, and I don't, I don't have eyes on him, he's hiding. And he's going to jump out at me. It's like a constant thing. He will wait. Okay, I would hate that. I almost punched my foreign exchange student in the face. Like, I I nearly, I I mean, I did. Is that story related or just? I just, yeah, she jumped out at me and she never did it again because I just reflectively punched her in the face. I'm sorry, Lun. I'm glad that I didn't break your nose. He will hide under the bed for like an hour. to like commit to this and one time i was home and his car was in the driveway and i knew he was hiding and i was skulking around the house and i'm like i know you're hiding you know (laughs) this is bullshit and like i looked in every like every uh, closet and under everything and i i went into the backyard i went everywhere and i was like i know you're in here motherfucker like i know that you're hiding and like he's done this where it's been like a long time so finally i just sat in the middle of the basement and i turned on like the bachelor and i just kept loudly being like i'm gonna know if you're behind me you know and after like an hour and a half i called him because i thought maybe his phone would go off he's like what's up and i was like i know you're here where are you and he's like i'm at buffalo wild wings with chuck <laughs> we're watching you game or whatever and i was like oh, oh cool and he starts yeah, he was no. laughing so hard he's like you thought i was hiding in the house for how long <laughs> it was like an hour and a half <laughs> I had all the lights on, like every light in the house was on. I it was bad. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) He's conditioned you. He really has. He loved it. Uh, Oh my god, that's incredible. This is my everyday. Okay, okay. So so she's cold. He holds her. Then they fall asleep. She wakes up and she's like, "Oh, I have to make myself pretty for when he wakes up." And she fixes her hair and pinches some some her cheeks and everything. And she hands yes, she lays on her pretending to be asleep all daintily. And then he wakes up, looks at her, and he goes, "Good morning. I'm dying for a piss." (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Oh, is it morning?" (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> she does that thing where women sneak out and brush their teeth and mm-hmm. then sneak back in. <laughs> um, but they do cuddle together. She's very, very cold just as a person that night. Like she, Hi, so she, everyone. What? Sorry. I love this heroine. Yeah. So I just wanted to note <laughs> her coldness and I just wanted to say. Um, yeah. And she shivers and shivers. Um, boom, boom, boom. Uh, military knowledge with Aaron uh, mm-hmm. as a trained army Arctic warrior. Arctic warrior. Don't say the sea in Arctic. I gotta like get my. Get oh my out of god! That. You Arctic, Arctic warrior. So listen, guys. If you have been a cold weather injury in the past, which this woman has been, you are at a much higher risk risk to be a cold weather injury in the in the future. So a lot of really? times that. Um, Poor Emma is shivering or um, later on fainting or, you know, losing feeling in her toes and fingers. There is no weather that is too cold. There is just not enough gear. And Emma almost never has enough gear. So I just wanted to caution everyone, if you've been a cold weather injury, make sure you're prepared. All right. Yeah. That was my little consent rant. That's the... Bing, boom, bong. (laughs) Bing, boom, bong. (laughs) <laughs> the face you made during that, my safety rant just now, mm-hmm. is how I feel when you know what <laughs> you go I off was on a with you. I was so supportive of you and your cold weather <laughs> oh, gear shit. rant. Oh, shit. Okay, I was there. I was giving you all of my attention. <laughs> I was not snoring in the corner like a jackalope. I don't snore? How a what? Dare you? <laughs> oh like God. a jackalope? What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, last night. And now you're a member Michael, of the Reindeer Mafia? I, I had a Reindeer Mafia moment last night with Michael. We were sitting at the, um, at, we were watching Three Billboards, and which is so good, P.S. Um, we, we, oh, we also watched Fish Penis this week. Oh, how was it? And it was it? also so, it was so good. I love that movie. It was so, 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 so good. Um, okay, but so get back to So would you have my, sex with the fish man, like the poll we put out on our Facebook? Um, you know, uh... Yes? Maybe. Yeah? For the maybe. story or because you're in love with the fish man? Uh, for, for the story, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> uh, okay, so last night at some point, I don't remember exactly what happened. Oh, there's a moment in Three Billboards with a, a bunny. And um, I was like... Uh, he, Michael was reminding me something about this $7 bunny and I he said he was like yeah because it cost $7 and I was like oh yeah the $7 duck and he was like duck it was a bunny and I just burst out with ribbit <laughs> what <laughs> I just riveted at him what do you think you're playing right <laughs> I don't know what happened <laughs> you need to make your brain better <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> and also, it's just entertaining enough that I don't know if I want to. Because every time I randomly burst out calling you a jackalope, I- I- it's a surprise to me, too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No wonder you like Sandra and love hacked so much. I do. <laughs> I love her. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So the next thing. So Alexander happens. comes over to set all their right. clocks because Emma understands what it is to be a working woman and she's like okay you're gonna come and set all our clocks weekly and you're gonna charge us five times the rate you normally charge and i'm gonna tell all of my future friends which i probably won't ever have so they end up in ash's bedroom because they're looking for another clock for her to set where emma's never been and ash is playing something she's probably badminton yeah so she takes her up and they hear him coming in mm-hmm. and she like pushes Alexandra behind uh, a couch and jumps back there with her. And Alexandra's, and Alexandra's like, like 
what are we this doing? Is your this husband. is your husband. Just tell him we were in here and then yeah, we'll go. it's not a big deal. And, and, and she's like, flutters Shh. her hands and she's like, I panicked. I don't know. Just, just I don't know. He's going to be mad. I don't know. And so, yeah. like, uh, and Alexandra, bless her heart, just kind of like. Goes with it. Can I just. It's oh no! Text from it's a, it says, "Hello, are you talking in the internet right now?" He doesn't understand. <laughs> are you talking in the internet? Okay, so jokes on him. I can't um, ta- text him back because I'm talking on the internet. It's true. It's true. Okay. okay, so he comes in and um, she watches him. He starts undressing so that he can like take a, an England Times sponge bath, and he starts disrobing, and she sees the the rest of his scars on his back and she's like oh my god this is so much more than i originally thought like wow mm-hmm. she's she's really floored by it and she's also really impressed mm-hmm. and even more attracted to him because she's like look at all the things he's overcome right. look at look at all this nonsense like there's like literally chunks of him missing yeah oh my poor darling not that darling pain, angel not mm, that's right then Alexandra has a thing that falls on the ground and he's like, who's in here? Because he always, he goes from zero to murder mm-hmm. anytime he thinks there's an intruder. And I don't hate that about him, I don't yeah, think. I don't either. So she fesses up and she's like, it's me. It's me. And I'm definitely alone. And then she distracts yes. him for long <laughs> enough that Alexandra can then crawl out the door because mm-hmm. she's a true friend. And she's just like, well, and wait, I don't I understand to... this, but... <laughs> Exactly. And I love this moment because um, she's she's trying to make sure that he doesn't look lest the whole situation devolve into what she calls Dante's lesser known invention, the sixth octagon of awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. So he's angry because he thinks that he thinks that she snuck in there to see him and like ogle at his scars. And and- Not ogle, gawk. Oh, that's the same like, thing to me. Is ogle have like a love connotation? Ogle is supposed to have like a nice. Oh, okay. And, like gawk, think, stare, you know, like look yeah, at the curiosity. Like, treat her like a freak show. Yeah. Right. Treat him like a right. freak show. And he even says that. He's like, freak shows, you can pay, you know, whatever. Right. A, a sixpence. A, an England coin to go <laughs> <laughs> watch a freak show for even less and see something not even yeah. as hideous as this, you know. Yeah. And she obviously takes offense to this because she's like, no, that's not even close to what it is. Like, not at all. And he can't fathom anything else. So he's like turning in a circle for her. He's really making a meal of this. Being mm-hmm. like, good, take your fill. Look at look at the the freak. And she's like, no, I don't. I like I've caught you staring before. Right. And she says, yes, you have caught me staring, but not for the reason that you think. And he's like, well, what other possible reason could there be? Mm-hmm. And she goes, because I'm infatuated with you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, infatuated? Like what? And she just runs. She just lifts her skirts up and hightails it out of there because she cannot face him anymore. And it's really cute. And then at dinner, she forces him to talk more about it. Mm-hmm. And they're going back and forth because she's, he's like, are you sure it's infatuation? Like, are you sure you're not be. getting your period? <laughs> I know. Like, I've been told that there's like male storms of irrational emotion around that time. <gasps> and, you know, maybe that's what's going on. And she's like, well, now there is. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah. so... She's like, no, it, it's going to end either way. It's definitely, I felt, I felt infatuation before. It's definitely going to end. You either wake from the spell or you fall in love. Fall in love. And 
he's like, well, what happened last time? And she goes, well, I thought I fell in love, but it was really the former mm-hmm. when I saw his true colors. And he's like, well, fine. I can make you not like me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. I'll just tell you that I don't feel the same way about you. Mm-hmm. And bless her, my beautiful starshine Emma. She goes, I wouldn't believe you. Right. Because I think you're infatuated with me, too. Yeah. Because and you come to my room a little bit earlier every night. And he's like, to get it over and with. S- and she's like, but you and also then you stay, stay later. A little bit longer. Yeah. And he's like, are you keeping charts yeah. about my virility? Yeah, like, <laughs> she goes, don't say that you wouldn't love it if I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And so then he's like, fine. You know what? Fine. If that's what she thinks, I'm not going to her bed at all tonight. Yeah. That'll teach her. That'll show her. And so she comes to. Oh, wait. So. So he's in bed and he's like, think of pus. Think of, oh, because when she's describing infatuation, yeah. she's like, you can just hear their name over and over again in your a head. A song that just sings their name. Yeah. He says, <sighs> um, let's see. He thought of the most unappealing things his imagination could conjure. Shards of fire propelled with bullet force colliding with his face, vomiting himself dry while quitting opium. Oh, yeah. He was he was on opium after his thing. Yeah. He quit opium. Uh, pus, not even the mildly repulsive yellow sort. Green, oozing. Malodorous. 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 Oh, yeah. Malodorous. Malodorous. I know that word. There you go. Pus. That helped for a few minutes, but apparently his brain didn't want to dwell on those memories anymore. Not when his mind could so easily reach for her. Emma, 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 Emma <sighs> is the song singing your name. And then she comes to oh, his room mm-hmm. and he's like, what do you think you're doing here? And she goes, well, you didn't come to my room. Mm-hmm. So here I am. And I owe you something. Yes. In the spirit of fairness, I owe you something. And so she starts undoing the buttons of her shift. And he's like, <laughs> his his immediate thing is, Yezu Maria. <laughs> and he like sits up further so that he can see her. And she unbuttons everything. And then she drops her shift. And she goes, I didn't have a cat. Breaches, I found him the warning that I came to you. It's like, why are we talking about a cat? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, he didn't even have a name when I got here. And he's like, okay, why don't you... Oh, no, she says, I have a confession to make. And he says, I hope it's a long one. I was about to interrupt you. (laughs) Yeah. And it is. So it is. It's good. And it's a good one. So she says, he didn't have a name. And do you want to know why his name was Breaches? And he's like, sure, whatever. Whatever you want to say out loud right now is fine. (laughs) And she goes, because that's where I was looking, admiring the way you filled out yours. And he goes, admiring? Mm -hmm. And she goes, I'm wildly attracted to you. And I have been from the start. And uh, it goes on and on and on. And it's so good. He echoes admiring. She says, yes, perhaps even lusting. That settled it. None of this was real. He was dreaming. And the Lord let him Mm -hmm. never wake. Oh, so good. Do they do sex then? (laughs) Oh, boy, howdy, do they? Oh, wait. So she goes, I'm wildly attracted to you. Physically attracted to you. I have been from the first. And yes, I've done a great deal of staring. She stepped free of her pooled chemise. All right. I want you with a keen, carnal passion. I won't pretend otherwise, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, get out, because the only thing I can think to do to you are like the most depraved things possible. And she goes, you keep saying things as if they're threats. <laughs> and... I don't know why. Yeah, he says, go now before I use you in ways you don't want to be used. She swept a gaze over him, biting her bottom lip. It's not being used if I want it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Right before that, he goes, I have a bad side, Emma. One that has nothing to do with my scars. You've no idea what I'd like to do to you. Push you against a wall. Drive my cock into your sweet, wet heat. Tup you senseless, raw, so hard that you wouldn't walk for days. And that's only to start. My heart <laughs> soared. I was like, is this a storm? <laughs> oh, my God. I was so in it. I was there. And so was Emma. Uh-huh. God bless her. God bless her sweet, sweet face. Um, um, oh, yeah. And so she goes, was that meant to put me off? <laughs> because if so, it must have backfired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. So then, okay, so then he pushes her up against the post and he kisses her all over her neck, not her lips, mm-hmm. her neck and her breasts and everything else. And then he touches her and then he bends her over mm-hmm. and... Uh, it goes after her there, and it's incredible. And they have some really hot doggy styled sex. I really like this. I, Please, go ahead. she said. Please, I want. <gasps> yes, dot, I was dot, just dot. about to read that. You know what I want. He says, "If you want my cock, then tell me so. I want to hear you say it." I can't. She says, "You can." After all, it's in Hamlet. <laughs> it's said. in Hamlet. That's uh. right. Well, and and she has this great moment where she's like, I, I, I'm more comfortable with it being inside me than like saying it out loud. Right. But like, maybe that's why he wants to hear me say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does. Oh, and then there's some the, some excellent talk while he's. Oh, okay, hold on. Here's <laughs> here. I love it when I have a, a per, personal um, love of uh, making like sex akin to drug addiction sometimes. <laughs> like it just works for me somehow. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? So he goes, he goes, I've lived in the grip of laudanum. I know what it's like to crave, to tremble with wanting, to be ruled by need. It nearly destroyed me. This is worse. There's no respite. As soon as I leave your bed, I'm counting the hours until the next night. Like, it's just so good. So anyway, goes on and on. And uh, everyone loved it. And then. Mm, Yeah, then she stays with him for the first time. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna go for a hat trick, mm-hmm. as our Rachel Gibson would say. Yeah, and other people in culture. He says, "Tell me you aren't too scandalized," and she's <laughs> like, "I am scandalized the perfect amount, thank you." But my legs are jelly, uh-huh. and I want to lay down. Yeah. So then he hit her oh. feet are ice because again she's had a cold weather injury and she needs yeah. to not play with this oh boy. circulation. Yep, it's a problem. Don't play with it, everyone. So he starts rubbing her feet, and then he's like, "Tell me about this boy." And I love this. P.S. Because she's like, why would you want me to do that? And he's like, because I want to write them down. I, I, I love keeping track of the people I hate. He said this earlier. I like to write it down in little books and pour over it and like laugh ominously. Yeah. It's so funny. So then she tells him the thing that happened to her. She had a flirtation with the squire's son. She was convinced that on this night of a dance, he was going to ask her to marry he him. She made her. herself. Yeah. Yeah. And she made herself this beautiful red dress and she was so excited for it because she thought it was the day she was going to be betrothed. And they go off to a, a corner and she's like, then he, he started kissing me and then it went further. And even then, I really thought he was just going to ask me to marry him after. Mm-hmm. Like I was so like dumb. He was taken by the romance of it all. Yeah. And- yeah. Just like she was. But turns out, no, he's an asshole. And so they were caught. They were caught. And her vicar father um, called her a Jezebel and a strumpet, told her no man would ever want her and threw her out into the England Times winter. Yes. Which is colder than the current England Times winter. Oh, I mean, you know what? She had slippers on and at the very least. gear not up to snuff. Gear. None, none no of gear it. at all. 
no beer. Yeah, she may have been, she may well have been just naked. Like, she may as well. Anyway. What she was wearing was probably worse than being naked. Because there's probably a lot of silk and cotton and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, because this all starts because he's rubbing her feet. And she's like, no, 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 don't touch that one. I'm missing a toe. And it's unsightly. And I don't want you to see it. And he's like, first of all, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. But it was so cold that on on her walk to London, she she lost a toe. Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. All the way to London, which is probably several London miles. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So he is livid. She falls asleep and he goes to haunt her father. (laughs) She goes all the way to Hertfordshire to the vicarage. Climbs in his window and freaks the fuck out at him. Wakes him in the middle of the night and he's like, I'm a demon from hell. You did your daughter wrong and you're going to hell unless you make amends with her. Unless you're truly repentant and sorry and all the things. He really wanted to kill him. He's so funny in this scene. I just loved how funny. funny he was. Yes, he's he's cursing only in Shakespeare. He's hilarious. It's so good. I was thoroughly charmed. You need to buy this book immediately and read it if you haven't. He something about how he has to go back to hell and like file a bunch of paperwork. Yes. Oh, yeah, because oh, hell is, is, is flaming brimstone yeah. and bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically like, all right, I'm ready to take you to hell. And he's like, well, why are you going to hell? And he's like, because what do you did to your daughter? And then he's like, wait a minute, what day is it? And this guy's like, the first day? <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, Thursday, ah, oh, cock it. You know, like, dad. I got the yeah. wrong day. Uh, I but I'll be back. Up. It's a devil of a delay when there's so much to be done. Once you arrive in the internal furnace, there are sinful debts to be settled, hell to pay. It's not merely a saying. Then there are papers to be signed and filed. <laughs> and he's like, papers to be filed? And he's like, naturally. It should come as no surprise to learn that hell is a vast, inefficient bureaucracy. <laughs> amazing. So good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's excellent. And then she's in his library getting books. And we have another patented Tessa Dare nerdgasm moment that I was so into. I don't even know what he walks in. To. What is this? Oh, he walks into his library and she is she's getting books down to be like, what do I want to read? Because let's review. He won't let her sew and she has nothing to do all day. So he walks in to find his wife ransacking the bookshelves. As he stood in the doorway watching, she tucked a stray wisp of dark hair behind her ear. Then she licked her fingertip and turned the page. His knees buckled. Mm -hmm. In his mind, he scrambled to piece that half second into lasting memory. The crook of her slender finger, the red pout of her lips, that fleeting erotic glimpse of pink. She did it again. Ash gripped the door jamb so hard his knuckles lost sensation. He wanted her to read the whole cursed book while he watched her. He wanted the book to have a thousand pages. (laughs) And then he's like... Oh, and then she reaches up and goes on her tiptoes and he sees the sexiest thing in England times, which is the arch of her foot and white stockings. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can't handle it. Anymore. Those meaty calves. Ooh, give me those cankles. Yes. He goes over to her and he's like, I was thinking that since this uh, marriage is all about siring a child, we'll have much better luck if we do it more than once a day. And she's like, mm do you think so dear heart or something like uh-huh. that <laughs> and he's like that's just simple mathematics and then he's so excited that she's into it yeah. and they have more sex against the bookshelf and thus begins the saga of them having sex all over the house in the middle of the day yep. which is most excellent um but then she sends it. him a note she doesn't come to dinner one night and mm-hmm. she sends him a note 
uh, says that she's sick this week and she can't come to dinner. So he's like, oh, she got her period. And he knows he should be disappointed because yeah. she's not pregnant. But really, he's like, I get another month oh. of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So then he goes out walking again. And uh, Thomas decides that the, the monster needs a sidekick called the Menace, which is so cute. Yeah. He's like a little Robin to his Batman. And I loved around. it. It's great. Yeah. She shows him a recent monster articles and is like this is not okay people are not people are only seeing one side of you and he's like yeah that's great that's the only side of me they're ever gonna see whatever is in all the gossip pages for all the yeah awful things he's doing yeah and he's like people aren't gonna see past my scars anyway so like why the fuck not Mm -hmm. and she's like it doesn't have to be that way and i loved this line he goes i'll make you a bargain I won't pretend to know how it feels when strange men stare at your tits and you won't pretend to know what it feels like when people stare at my face. <gasps> Fair. Touche, sir. Mm-hmm. Touche. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she asks him to tea with the gals. Mm-hmm. So they have adorable tea with sham sandwiches, which are supposed to be vegetarian ham sandwiches, yeah. which I can only imagine the grossness in England times. Or current It's so times. cute. <laughs> okay. Put your put yourself away. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it's so cute. Like the whole scene is adorable. He bonds with everyone just a tiny bit. And um, like he the first time he's been out of the house during the day for yes. like two years because he's so worried about his yes. scars. So it's nice. And all of them are so nice to him and everything is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then she's so happy with him that when they get back, she gives him this gloriously sensual and excellent BJ mm-hmm. after tea. And he's like, well, I would eat a hundred of those sandwiches if I knew that. But also he's like, wait, we're happen. supposed to be procreating. <laughs> Yeah. And she's, oh, yeah. And she's like, what are you going to do? Take me to court and say, my wife did put her mouth upon me. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Okay. So then a wardrobe arrives. The wardrobe, he told her that she had to order. Yeah. He says, you can't keep sewing your own dresses. You're a duchess. You have to order a wardrobe. So she does. Orders him a wardrobe. She doesn't order. She still ordered a wardrobe, though. He never specified. (laughs) And it's so sweet because it's, um, she made it looser in the shoulders to accommodate his scars. She had them put in panels that are like softer fabric so that it wouldn't hurt so much. She made the colors different. Like she really put a lot of time and effort into this and it was so sweet. And then he basically is like, he can't bring himself to tell her all the lovey-dovey things he's thinking. Mm -hmm. So he's just an ass. And she's like, this is a unicorn vomit moment and I want to murder you. Mm -hmm. And uh, huffs off. Yeah. But then when she gets back, he's going to make it up to her. He has a brand new dress for her, and he's taking her to the theater. Yeah, because he kind of gets scolded Ooh. by Khan, right? Yeah. Khan is an excellent side character as well. This is filled with fabulous side characters. Yeah, because Khan's like, you pissed her off. She did a nice thing for you. You could do a nice yeah. thing for her because she's kind of been begging him. So she's got this plan that she's she's going to whisk her friend Davino away to the country still. But to do that, her dad needs to give her permission to go away to the country with this duchess. So her dad's not going to give her permission to go away to the country with the new Duchess of Ashbury if he's not met the Duchess of Ashbury or the Duke of Ashbury. So she's been trying to get him out to social stuff so that, like, eventually she, Davina's finally dad meet will... Yeah. this guy. But, like, so she tried it a little bit with tea, and then she's, like, trying to coax him out more. But he's just like, no, tea was a one-time thing. I did it for you. It's over. So Khan finally convinces him to go to the theater so he takes her to the theater and it's so sweet he's like playing down in the lobby or the lobby area of their house because their house is a, a duke house mm-hmm. with a lobby and um it's so cute anyway 
they go to the theater. Everything is wonderful. He tells her that he ha- she has to sit all the way at the front of the box because um, everyone needs to see the beautiful and wonderful new Duchess of Ashbury. <laughs> Can I talk about this that another her. moment when I fell in love with him, though? Okay, when yes. When he's waiting for her at the bottom of the stairs, he's oh, got his yeah. hat and his uh, cane. And so he's, like, bored because she's late because she didn't know yeah. that this was happening. So she's got to take a little extra time to get ready. So he's, like, throwing his hat in the air and, like, catching it with his cane. And then she appears at the top of the stairs and he doesn't want her to know that he's, like, doing this silly thing. So he just throws the cane and <laughs> it, like, crashes on the floor. And he's like, um, I'll have Khan uh, see to that the, the thing that's happening. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. It's so good. Anyway, so then a little while later, he's like, okay, we have to go home now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're barely through he's the third act. very restless in the theater. Yes. And she's like, we're barely through the third act. And he goes, you're going to want to go home as well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to slide over here onto my lap so I can mm-hmm. take you right in this theater. And she goes, you keep saying things that only intrigue me. <laughs> I want to say one more thing. When he pulls what? her chair up to the front mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, you need to see the play. You've never been to the theater. And he's also like, he's trying to say, you know, you should be seen. You wanted to be seen. You should be seen. So he says, tonight, he said, you'll shine like a jewel, a ruby, an extraordinarily big ruby. <laughs> he cocked his head. You'll be the world's largest ruby on record. I suppose. One with arms. <laughs> and she... She's like, was that intended as a compliment? He sighed curtly. Let's begin again. You are my duchess. You are beautiful. And everyone should know it. And as she took her seat, Emma tucked the words away to treasure later. And treasure them she would. You are beautiful. No matter what happened, she would always have that. And also the part about the jewel with arms, she supposed. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite. I love that line. You know, the other thing I got. (laughs) Okay. So then he goes to get the carriage um, because they're they're going home yeah. and she is ready to go home. She's like a little bit. She's she's ready. And somebody comes into the box. She turns around thinking it's the Duke. And it's that fucking wench, that previous fiance of his. She basically tells her that he only brought her here and he only married her to spite her mm-hmm. because she left him. And he's like, well, you know what? The best revenge is if I marry your seamstress. Right. Which doesn't make any sense, but I, I totally understand why she freaks out. Yeah. And she says, it's the first Thursday of the month. My family goes to the theater yeah. on the first Thursday of the month, and he's brought you here on this night specifically this for this This is where we reason. met. And she's like, let me let me guess. He pulled you all the way to the front of the box to tell you that you mm. needed to see the theater. Well, really, he wanted you in the front of the box me for to see everybody you. to be seen. And, he, and she's like, he was antsy, and he was staring at me the whole time. Like, how could he be so stupid? Um, yeah, it was it was horrifying. So Emma is freaking out. The The Duke comes back and he, bless him, eviscerates this woman mm-hmm. in the most polite way possible. But Emma doesn't hear it because she slipped out and she's fucking off. So there's something really good in here about like the woman that used to kneel at her feet. Yeah, she says, I'm not going to curtsy to the woman who used to kneel at my feet. Yeah, there was something about her kneeling for him or something. oh yeah i forget what it was it was like just like it was something like just because you get on your knees for him now don't forget that you used to kneel at my feet it was awful it was so cutting and now i can't find it but it was awful terrible it was was horrifying yeah then he eviscerates her however what's her face emma is already gone because she's horrified by this yeah 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 yeah. she's running 
and it's raining out. So he runs after her to catch her. He finally catches up to her. It's full on downpouring. And I saw a tweet that Tessa Dare did where she was like, they, the question was like, what's your favorite writing device? And mm-hmm. she goes, rain, uh-huh. fighting in the rain, kissing in the rain, doing anything in the rain. And I, this rain scene, my friend, checked all my boxes. Uh, <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. And it was a great. I honestly, as soon as this started, was like, she doesn't have a cloak. She's wearing cap sleeves. That's all she's got. And we know she's a cold weather. <laughs> She's a cold weather cold survivor. Weather you need to get her out. <laughs> okay. Put that rain. No, it's true. Well, and we'll get to that later. So um, they have this, this you know, fight-ish thing where she's like, you brought me here because of her. And he's like, don't be daft. And they finally make up. It's beautiful. Please buy the book and read it yourself if you haven't already. I'm going to say it again. And he goes to like make everything up to her and he pulls her into his Mm. arms and he kisses her and they have this beautiful gorgeous earth shattering rain kiss and then he picks her up oh because she faints Mm -hmm. she faints yeah and he carries her to the nearest inn and gets a room and she's like no no no, don't be don't be ridiculous like this is this is too much we can go home and he'll go he goes it'll take an hour to get home Mm -hmm. she goes she goes, that doesn't matter. What's an hour? He goes, 60 minutes too many, he said testily. You're wet and you are cold. You don't like being cold. Therefore, I despise you being cold. I would go about murdering raindrops and setting fire to the clouds, but that would take slightly more than an hour, perhaps even two. So we're here and you will cease complaining about it. Like, that's one of the moments I truly and once again fell in love with him. I was just like, oh, murder the raindrops. Set fire to the clouds. <laughs> See, that stuff just doesn't do it for me as much as like the hat and cane sort of moments or the. Well, no, that did it for me too. Yeah. Yes. Um, But I just, you know, we're going long. So I was trying to. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So then. uh, So the next morning. Oh, no. So the next morning, Thomas shows up. Yeah. Well, they don't do sex because he's a gentleman and she's uh, a cold weather injury survivor. It's very nice. Oh, it's so sweet. But here's my um, here logistics. Burp, burp, logistics. Beep, boop. Um, uh-huh. She's naked because he takes the dress yeah. off. I think they even ripped the dress, maybe. Oh, yeah, no, the, the dress is in shreds. She's super yeah. naked. Yeah, that's the best thing to warm people up. She's on his cloak yeah. mm-hmm. with his jacket over her, which isn't a lot. Yeah, well, that's fine. Tom bursts in the next morning and she gets up, walks over to Tom, yeah. is like, nice to meet you. Then they go home in the carriage. I'm like, what the fuck is she wearing? Tessa, what was yeah, she wearing? I don't know either. Tessa, we don't know what she was wearing. Was it a bikini like Shades of Vampires? Is that what <laughs> England ladies I can sleeping? assure you, Tessa Dare did not have that kind of reckless moment. She didn't okay? have her sleeping in a wet How bikini. How dare portion? you? Okay, I'm sorry. How I'm sorry. dare you, sir? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so then so, Tom shows up and he saves the day. He's like, I've got a carriage waiting. Wait, we didn't even say what's happening. There's this crowd gathering outside oh, because right. the innkeeper reported to somebody the monster of May wary fair yep monster mayfair is here and he has uh taken a woman in red who's unconscious up there and he's probably murdering her. So there's like a mob yeah. outside. So Thomas shows up in what is now his Tom the Menace costume, which is like a fencing it's his mask. fencing kit. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. And so he's like, what we'll do is we'll switch outfits. I will be the menace of, of the monster of Mayhaps. And then oh, you boy. be the menace of Marmarmarna. And we go downstairs and I'll distract everybody for a few minutes so that you can get away. 
So that's what they do when they go back to the house. So next, she goes back to the dress shop for reasons that we don't have to talk about. She goes to Fit Davina or something. And her dad shows up yeah. to... Make amends. No. <laughs> to to make her forgive him, that fucker. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to, to do hell. with making amends. Yeah. And so he... And in this... Ooh, that indignant motherfucker. In this moment, he's like, you cannot like begrudge me this one thing that i need and she's like yes i can how about you come back to me in six years because that's how Mm -hmm. i felt and i was so proud of her it was so good but then during this thing he describes the demon that came to him Mm -hmm. and he only cursed in shakespeare and it was so cute Uh and so she goes home and she's like you went to my father's house and he's like yes and like i'm not gonna deny it and and well and he's like oh god she's pissed and she walks around his desk and she kisses him for all he's worth. <sighs> and she says that nobody has ever stood up for her like that. And she doesn't know what to do with herself. Um, so then he starts kissing her back. And then she wanted to like kiss him for all she was worth. And like she wanted to worship him and give him everything about her. But the bodies were what were the order of the day right now. It's And so she starts. Oh, man. It's like whatever I tell you not to do is what you do. And so... Yeah. Uh, he just starts telling no, her. No, she says, you should know that if you give me a command, I'll only do the opposite. Right. And so he's like, maybe I can make this work to my favor. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, don't lift your your skirts and sit astride me. And so she does. Yeah. She basically tells him he's afraid to be in love with her. And he's afraid yeah. to be with her. And he's afraid of it actually working out. Like he's not actually being, he's not actually afraid of well, her no, being No, not yet. Post. Yeah, that's this one. You know, it is, but... But, like, they do a lot of things, and then she goes to open his shirt all the way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. And she goes, she goes, no, you you have to just do this for me. Bear it all. You're not afraid that I'm going to be repulsed mm-hmm. by you. It's that you're going to be totally and completely accepted and loved and cherished and everything. And says, God, it's make so love to good. Me, be brave with me. And that's when. <sighs> so then they start. They, and this this contrary sex scene is so good. He has her touch herself. Yeah, he's he has like, her don't touch me. Finger don't herself touch me everywhere, and then she touches him oh, on his, his gnarly side. It's Wait, so and good. then um, and then she starts kissing up and down. Oh, because he says kiss me. Mm-hmm. He says don't kiss don't me. Kiss me. And so she lavished both sides of him with equal attention and sweet, sweet tenderness until he felt his two halves knitting together in the center. <gasps> Somewhere close to his heart. This is the kind of scar-looking that you can get the down things? with. Oh, my because God. She didn't fetishize him. She's no, just she was truly just equal attention loving to him. his whole body. That's what Like she would love. anybody. Yes. Uh, and Tessa, the things you do with imagery, because she's been dropping like his his good side and his scarred side, mm-hmm. his la-la and his la-la-la. And then this moment was a stroke of goddamn beautiful genius like it was gorgeous and then he says don't love me and she's yes. like too she goes, late and he's like don't late. tell me don't tell me the words and she's like i love you i love you and he's like i love you too oh. we love each other it's so good <laughs> so then they come apart with each other but then as they're finishing and as they're like forehead to forehead she gets this like queasy look on her face and she goes i'm sorry and she runs away and vomits and he has a really hard time with this because that's exactly what this other lady did to him yeah. she saw him and she ran away 
and Vomit. vomited. She and then thought, she said, "How could I ever lay with that?" And he realized that he wasn't a man that anymore. Thing, he was yeah, a thing. he was a monster. And she's also the one who came up with the rules: the no lights, no kissing, right. nighttime only, and then we're done after I give you an heir. And then that's when he was like, "I don't want that kind of marriage." At least not with a person I care about. Because he did care about her at that point. He didn't know any better. And so he let her out of the engagement. And they told the story that she was the one who broke off the engagement. So he's like, not again. It says, God, please, not again. Not you. Don't leave me. Not now. Not ever. And she goes, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he's like, I tried to warn you. It's grotesque. It's repulsive. I like, I wish you would listen to me. Like, I'm not angry at you because I know it's gross. And she goes, you idiot, I'm not repulsed, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and she's she had done been pregnant the whole time. When she said she was oh, sick, yeah. she was really just sick. And he's like, I thought she you were had a cold. And, he, and she's like, wait, do ladies just hide in their bed for a week when they're pregnant? No. Or yeah. uh, when they have their no, period? When they're... Anyway. She's like, no, I was a seamstress. You work. <laughs> so, okay, now we got to, can we speed through yep. the rest of it? Because it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's telling her that they're going to, like, raise the child separately. Like, she'll still go off. And she's like, well, that sucks. And Davina comes in the middle of the night. And she's like, you have to come meet my father. You have one more opportunity. It's a ball. That lady is throwing it. Like, the bad lady. The, the ex-fiance. Anne Worthing or whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, we have to do it. She goes up and um, he confronts her. He's like, what's going on? Who was that? Mm-hmm. She tells him the plan she's had all along. And he, this fucker, he thinks she just married him for this plan to help her friend. And he realizes that's why she wanted the cottage ready. That's why she wanted him to go out with her. It's not that she loved him. Then he goes, no wonder you were eager to spread your legs for me in every corner of the house. The faster you dispatched your duty to get pregnant, the sooner you'd make your escape. Isn't that so? Like, it goes down. It is a heart-wrenching fight. Horrible. But she is not. She's like, no, this is that's ridiculous. First of all, you know me better than that. He's like, I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. He says, you go to the ball. Fine, whatever. I can't stop you, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going to help you in this deception. Mm-hmm. I don't super blame him. You know, like he has no skin in the game and it's a really weird thing right. to get pulled into. But still. So she makes a dress the next day. <sighs> she leaves. He says, our bargain is satisfied, a.k.a. you're pregnant. You needn't come back. And I was oh, like, yeah. that is just as bad as I'm not going to write. Do you ask if I, yeah, uh. it was. Yeah. Oh. So then, bless him, Khan, badass motherfucker that he is, butler of all time, is like, you idiot. So they're playing that other English game with the ball and the bat. Cricket. Cricket. That's the one. And uh, so he starts bowling like at this guy's head. And he's like, you're a dumbass. You've got to go after her. Every man in her life has ever let her down. He tells him about oh, men God. he didn't even know about that she's told Khan about yes. that have let her down and have falsely acted like they're going to marry her or whatever. So he's yeah. like, okay, I got to go to the ball. So he like hastily gets his shit together to go to the ball because she's already left. And then he goes to run out and the, the cat, demon cat, runs breaches off. So he cat. goes running after that, screaming, breaches, breaches, <laughs> like a madman. Somebody catches him and takes him to jail because they th- they think he's the monster of Mayfair. He's wanted for murder of the lady in the red dress yeah. in the end. And this was a bit, a bit, I didn't like this very much because I felt it was like, I'm glad it wasn't longer, but it also felt a little bit too, too quick and tied up in a bow. Mm-hmm. But, like, basically, the ladies from across the square figure out somehow that he's in jail. Tessa gets to pull all their money together. another, like, political 
Oh, I didn't yes. say the first time. You saw, nevertheless, she persisted earlier in the book, right? Yes, and I so did. Her dad was mm-hmm. like, she was warned, she was told, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But nevertheless, she persisted in her sexing <laughs> of this man. That's and right. He was like, well, you know, he's trying to talk to the jailers and they're like, you've murdered people, you've kicked children, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but I've also done nice things. Didn't you see the ones about yeah. the nice things? And he's yes, like, fake false news. news. <laughs> false news. <laughs> no, he says false yeah, news. And he's like, but you, but you believe the ones about me doing the bad stuff. Why wouldn't you believe the ones about me doing yeah. the good stuff? And they're like, false news. The good stuff was oh, false man. news. I was like. It was so timely and delicious. Oh, oh we just Tessa lost dare to maybe persist. one listener that was like, no, you're in a political podcast. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so they bribe the jailer, get him out. Um, he leaves his top coat with the drunk in the jail cell. So kind. He's like, take care of your cough. And then he runs to the ball. He bursts into the ball. <laughs> He's looking like a crazed person. Wait, what does he say? Where is it? <laughs> Where he says, yes, I have scars all over my body. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have exactly three, because everyone's looking at him. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm scarred all over my body. You have exactly exactly three seconds to get over it. He goes, one, two, right. Where's my wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she has figured oh, out, so she's good. talking to Davina and her father, trying to convince her father to let Davina go with her to the country so that she can have her baby and they can hide it. And Davina <gasps> immediately bursts into noisy sobs and confesses everything because it's actually love that has made her not want to tell her dad. She feels he'll be sad and worried she doesn't, about her. Yeah. And she doesn't want him disappointed in her. Not that he would turn her yeah, out. Yeah, Emma couldn't even imagine that because she's never known no. that kind of love from a no. family. And it was just so sweet. Ugh. So she ends up just telling her dad and no one has to lie or whisk anyone away to the country. And, and then um, they dance. She walks around like a wife who's proud to be on her husband's arm because that's what she they is. They make out on and the dance floor on the like dance it's 1995. Floor. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's so good. And then they have they have Christmas at the at Swanley uh-huh. and in the epilogue. They give Khan the cottage on the on the on the compound on the estate so that he can have his retirement uh-huh. and they make him the godfather of their child and then they have outside Richmond. Oh my god! And then they have the most glorious outside sex, tooth achingly sweet. Yes, she tries to um, leave her shift because her body has changed and he's not the only one with vanity. And he's like, I am not no. even going to dignify that with conversation. <laughs> Like, take it off, woman. It's so good. good. And then Tessa did something that I love. Uh, She had them have a simultaneous orgasm, but she also said how rare those are. (laughs) She acknowledged that that is rare. It's not a thing that happens most of the time, Mm -hmm. everybody, unlike 50 fucking shades of all the awful. (laughs) Like, thank you for giving it to us because it does happen. But acknowledging that it's a unicorn. Thank you. Hmm. And that is. That's it. Go read the book. Go buy the book. Buy three copies. Keep them in your house so that when your friends come over, you can give them away. Uh Like, be a friend, everybody. Also. Have extra copies of this lying around. I was just sitting here thinking, okay, (laughs) who recommended this book to us? Who was our reviewer that recommended this book? It was Tessa fucking Dare. That's who recommended this book. That's (laughs) right. She commented on our Facebook thing for When a Scott Dies or Not. And she's like. Hey guys, you should read the Duchess. Thanks Deal for now, the shout out, which is shameless promotion of her newest book. Like we see you, Tessa. Which we know what the deal is, but we do not but also, care. Here's the thing. We are here for no. it. Well, and we also did it on a date where I had another Tessa Dare book scheduled. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, she didn't I usurp another we author. Read, but it, it was, was going to be the Huntress of something yeah, or other. Mm-hmm. 
which I'm sure is fan fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. anyway. That's not how that goes. <laughs> That's okay. Um, fan phenomenal. <laughs> fan fucking phenomenal. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, our esteemed listener, Tessa Dare. Can't. I don't think she actually like, listens. I don't think she does. First, like I would die. First, we have Miss Ferris. Now we have Miss Dare. I know. God, I know. Okay, do you have a lady okay. love self love? Fuck. It's okay. Uh, I heard something this week that I want to share. Yeah. I had a total crash this week. I haven't been sleeping. I've been working too much. I've been overextending myself in myriad ways, mm-hmm. as I usually do. But the problem is you can burn the candle at both ends and kind of, like, keep it going. But you can't just, like, toss it into the fire and expect to, like, still live. Yes. So, like, I wasn't eating. I wasn't hydrating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't. I just, it was real bad. And I ended up in, like, a shaking uh, fetal position hypoglycemic situation earlier this week. Don't do that. And then I re-listened to Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast, the last one in the last season of Magic Lessons. She has a delightful podcast. Mm. And I didn't research this well enough. I don't remember who she was talking to. I do not know who these quotes are by. But you know that quotation that's like, you have to give up being perfect to be good? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know who said it, but you know that thing like you you have to give up perfect to be good? Then one of their other friends, another probably famous person who I don't know who it is, added to that and said, not only do you have to give up being perfect to be good, you have to give up being good to be free. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just let that wash over you for a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my lady love this week. I was like, that was such a light bulb for me. So there you go. Yeah. And I wish I knew who said it, but I don't. And unfortunately, my phone's on FaceTime, well, and that's where my podcasts are. So No, you know what? I'll I'll make sure to put it in the episode okay, notes. Cool. So you can find it there. Okay, you know what? I do have a lady love, and it is that book that you sent me. What book I sent you? Forever ago. You Beauty and the Mustache? By Penny Reed? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no. It's the... um. Sorry. I can't even... You're, you're going to know... I know. You're going to know what it's called, but you sent it to me when I was in a different, like, crazy rough patch. It might have been when I had the miscarriage before Ember. Oh, the illustrated guide to enlightenment or whatever? Yes. Yes. Illustrated guide to enlightenment by... I don't know. We'll put it in the episode notes. I'm sitting in my bookshelf, though. I should be able to find it. Anyway, I'll put it in the episode notes. It's an incredible book uh, by... Here it is. Like a a Buddhist thinker. illustrated guide to becoming one with the universe by... Uh, you mean? No. That's not it? No. Oh, no, are you talking about the, one... the Kama Shodron book that I sent you? Yes. Okay, I don't remember yes. which one. Probably When Things Fall Apart. Yes, it is When yeah. Things Fall Apart. Ani Pema yes. is a uh, Buddhist nun, an American Buddhist nun. I think the first Tibetan Buddhist nun who's an American. And she's phenomenal. Mm. Um, she's not the only, but I think she was the first um, yeah. She's got a great, lots of great programs out there. I recently took one of her courses that she put out for her 80th birthday. Anyway, sorry. Yep. Oh my it's gosh. A great book. So I was, I was re going through when things fall apart because um, it, I needed to. And there's just this, there was a like the smallest little notion in there that I latched onto, which is I'm gonna, I'm gonna botch it, but I'm gonna try. There's the sky, and bad things oh, yeah. are the cloud. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Things that happen to you are the weather, but you're the sky, and the weather doesn't change the sky. <sighs> you are the sky. You are not the weather. Yeah. 
Oh God! And dur- right before you sent me the book, you said that to mm-hmm. me, and like I'm, I'm getting a little teary right now, just remembering like the way that it, the way that it helped me in that moment. Um, and yeah, so I have two lady loves. One is when things fall apart, but the other one is get yourself a friend like Erin McCarthy. Oh, okay. <laughs> because oh. But I also it sent you just... this other book, which is your illustrated guide to becoming one of the universe. <laughs> no, by you, you never God. sent me yeah, that. I did. And you, you never clearly haven't read that. it, so you should. You didn't yes, send I did. me. I will send. I will screenshot the fucking Amazon thing. Oh man, sorry. No, I'm just trying to lighten the moment since we're crying now. I know. <laughs> I know we're crying. <laughs> okay. Uh... Anyway, listener, you are the sky. You are not the weather. And Aaron, mm-hmm. you too. Yep. And stop being um, perfect so you can be good and stop being good so you can be free. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, so keep being a badass. Okay, HBs, that's it for us. You can find us at Heaving Bosoms Podcast on Facebook, Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com, at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram, and at Heaving underscore Bosoms on Twitter. We got so we got so many good emails this week and um, so much positive feedback about our decision to split up the longer episodes. We just have really appreciated all the support and love we've gotten from all of you this week. So I just want to say, we just want to say thank you so much for being so understanding and, and so supportive of us. So have a great week. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love giant rubies with arms. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>